In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh, and my podcast partner on like third shift at a grungy PD department is the one, the only. Agent Travis Ratz here, reporting for duties. For duties, uh, Travis Ratz. They're not agents. We're not talking about agents in this. No, this comic book club. We are talking. No, I think we are talking about ice cube trades that are happening in the background right now. (laughs) We are the ice cube (laughs) trades in the background. I it's some folio work we're doing because the first character that we're going to talk about is Mister Freeze. So I had my wife rumble around the ice tray just for. Are you just? Are you drinking? Is that Fireball? First, no, it's uh, Maker's Mark. But first okay. of all, that's some damn good uh, recovery on that ice tray sound effect. Oh, really yeah. No, I know. That was I know a great segue. That's we got to get right into it now. <laughs> so uh, you're you're listening to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I delve deep within a trade. Sometimes they're new. Sometimes they're old. Sometimes they're moderately in between those two things. Travis, you and I have been doing more old than new recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we're doing, I guess it's, uh, this isn't too old. This is like 2002. The two, yeah, early 2000s, right? That's, that's old now, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that hey, proves how old you are. If it came man. out, if it came out after I was in high school, it's not that old. If yeah. it came out after I was you know in high school, it's not that old. After Y2K, all okay. Mm, yeah, after no, Y2K, it's all not great. It's all. <laughs> Hey, if it survived, if it managed to be produced after Y2K, it, it shouldn't even be here, really. There is a beeper in this. There's no cell phones, but there is a pager beeper in this book. So it I'm gonna, right I, on the I think, cusp, right on the cusp of, right, of right. everyone owning cell phones. But apparently I think, I think Gotham be Police a, Department could not, def, could not afford cell phones at this point. No, I mean, they're, they're expensive. So anyways... Travis and I are going to dive deep into a book, and the book that we've decided to dive in, dive deep into is Gotham Central, uh, book one of Gotham, Gotham Central out on DC. It's called Book One in the Line of Duty, and it is Ed Brubaker and Greg Rucka, uh, a little backy-forthy on writing duties, and then we've got Michael Lark on the art, uh, and uh, I mean, if if we're going to dive into this thing... If I could sum this up in one word, Travis, I think you said it good before we started recording. You said it's essentially NYPD Blue meets Batman or the Dark Knight, right? It's like NYPD Blue meets Batman, babe. Babe. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what you said. That's right. I remember now. Uh, But it is very much like uh, NYPD Blue, The Shield, uh, what's the the wire a little bit? It's police procedural. Yeah. It's, a, it's a police procedural that takes place in Gotham. Uh, and um, I had always heard people talk about it, but never read it. I do love Ed Brubaker. Brubaker? I do love Ed Brubaker. So I, you know, I was like, you know what? I, I want to read it. And, and of course it was on some ridiculous sale on Comixology. So I got it for like four bucks when I first got it. Uh, you, I don't know if you lucked out and got it that cheap, but uh, I get it for free because I am subscribed to Kindle. So it's not technically free, but it comes with my subscription as oh, a lot of trades do. Josh, I'm telling you, man, you're missing out on this. thing. I know. I know. So we're you know gonna, what we're... you need in your life. You need another subscription. Josh. I need one more subjection. <laughs> one more subscription service. Yeah. Take a sip of that water. Get, the, get those am. words no. right. Good. Good. <laughs> I, I went right. Right. Uh. Yeah. No. Um, so you, you, you're the one who actually read this. Yeah first and you said hey rats we're gonna we're gonna read gotham central uh it's been like six months since, since we did a batman book and if we don't do like something related to gotham within six months i believe i think the agreement was we shut this shit down well like, i think what happens is that uh fox gives up the rights and then disney <laughs> exactly don't that. i think gotta... is what <laughs> that's what happens if we don't oh i don't want to work for big disney yeah oh, d- you love, know i would love to suckle on that disney teeth <laughs> 
Oh man, some of that Disney money would be yeah. nice, right? Anyway, sweet Disney money. So <laughs> you said you said you said let's read this, and I said okay. Yeah. I've I've heard of this. Obviously, I think anyone right. who's been in the comic book game for the last twenty years has heard of Gotham Central. Um, it's something that the show Gotham. Uh, I forgot what network that's on, but I think they they kind of sat down and took some. Um, ideas from this i i think this is more nypd blue than it is the uh show gotham uh yeah but it, it the the layout of this and then we'll get into the kind of history well of, here's yeah. here's the thing uh travis i actually read an entire trade of this and i think i only made it through one episode of gotham on fox so one far superior than the other <laughs> yeah how many seasons of gotham they do a lot i think they're doing the last season right now my oh, problem it's still on. yeah my problem with the gotham so, yes, you get a little hint, hint. I mean, you see the characters in here, right? The very first one we deal with is Mr. Freeze. But on Gotham, it was like before Batman, so you couldn't have the actual villain. You had to have like, hey, see this burglar? She's outside. There's a cat by her. You know what she could turn into. Yeah. Catwoman. Like the the heavy winking. Like, or they're like really like young versions of the villain. So it's like Muppet Babies, yeah. like Batman Muppet yeah. Babies. Yeah, yeah. Not very good. Not Batman villains will make all your dreams come true. Uh that might be the best part of the podcast right there. <laughs> if we named if we named podcast episodes after what we talked about, Batman villains making my dreams come true, <laughs> or making your dreams come true might be the title of this one. Or <laughs> rucka 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 brewbreaker get on it batman get on batman it batman babies batman x-men did it that did pretty well for a while in the late 90s x-babies yeah x-babies they're so right. adorable so let's 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 jump on this let's jump on this train right so, uh, so volume one of this book is uh basically it breaks down it, i really like the setup of it because it is a police procedural and what they do is we read a trade and in that trade it has basically like two overarching stories um right. that run i don't know six to eight issues uh so they'll do like four issues kind of following this officer or this partnership like the day shift right like we get the day shift and the night shift and so what what i found in researching the book a little bit is that they broke it up is that rucka would write gcpd's day shift storylines and brubaker would take the night shift storylines so in the first arc it was brubaker doing the night storylines and rucka doing the day that's a little um research tidbit for you josh well, I, pre- I appreciate the hard work you did uh, looking that up. You know, hey, it's, hey. It's, it's what the guests come to our show for is um, truth in what we're talking about. Justice like, in the American way. Those guys know what they're doing. Those guys, those guys do the research. That's why they're here. Yeah. Our well, our well material. If we were uh, Gotham uh, GCPD police, what, yeah. would, what do you think our dynamic would be? Would you be the hard boiled cop? I think we're just I think we'd just be two screwball cops. <laughs> Have you seen 21 Jump Street? I feel yes. like that's what, that's what it would be like. You got a one you got a one sling arm in the backpack, Josh. You, no, not anymore. You double strap it? You double strap it. Double strap. Uh, I think I you know what? I would like to think that I'd be able to I'd be able to pull off the grizzle detective. Well, you got the beard, so you're going to If I had if I had to. I but I think really it'd be like both of us are uh um Murtaugh. What's no? What's the Riggs? Riggs right? and Murtaugh, yeah. Which one's uh? Which one's Riggs is a Mel Gibson and yeah. Well, I don't. I don't really want to be Mel Gibson in any scenario, but I do. I will anytime, any chance I get a uh the the opportunity to be Mel Gibson, unless I'm drunk and in a car, I will take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like I feel, I feel like everybody in this, it's so noir, right? Like it's got that, it's got that good sort of cop show edge to it, right? Um, well, Brew Break, Brew Baker. That's we're having a hard time saying that name today. Um, specializes in noir. Yeah. You know, uh, like we've seen that with his more later stuff in the last ten years. It's a yeah, lot of noir. And all that stuff, like you know, criminal and all that. I actually just picked up a, a trade today that that he did. Um, it's like one bad day, I think, is what it's called. It's like it. It very much looks like the uh, what's the short one we read with the girl who. 
Oh, all the, my friends are, are all my all heroes, my heroes are, are junkies. junkies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I another really short one like that 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 I picked up. So it seems pretty interesting. Did so. Charles, what's his name? Do that um, artist was he the Charlie or Charles? Isn't that the artist that he uh, works with all the no, time? No, it's Sean Phillips. Sean Phillips. Charles. Yeah, yeah. Phil, I think Phillips does the art on that one too. So yeah. So I, it's you know I'll be interested. At, I haven't read it yet, but I was like, oh, there's one I haven't seen. I'm gonna grab that since I'm out of the weekly comic book game. Except yeah. I'm not, dude. Uh, I, I read some stuff. We'll talk <laughs> I'm about out of the week of the comic game, except I'm not. Except for like this last week. But anyways, uh, to, to get back to get back to Gotham Central, I really did. In what did you think about the? I'm le- I, I'm gonna tell you like I wanted to read this just because the the I'd heard good things about it, but I'm always leery of the concept of a Batman book without Batman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or anything that takes place kind of where you get to wink and nod too much. Like I said, my, that was my biggest beef with Gotham was uh, that TV shows. And it was always like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, yeah, you catch you're, it. You're, you're talking about like spinoff syndrome. Uh, right. And that's that's become like a real thing in today's where uh, like IPs, major IPs are, are worth so much money and it can get so much viewership, whether it be in film or in comics or whatever uh, medium right. it takes. And so now we like we pick we pick the carcass of these giant IPs. We're just right. like whatever. We're gonna use the whole buffalo on this bitch, and we're right. just gonna like like oh like uh, what if we do like they they try, to, they try to do it on like a, a television show like three years ago. Remember when they tried to pick like the cleanup crew th- for Gotham? Oh and yeah, yeah. Like, Is they're they're just like what is tangentially related to any of these superheroes and let's make that into its own thing. So I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm very wary of this. The only thing that saved me is I feel like this book was published before that became exhausted that doing that right. thing of picking apart these IPs. I think this was one of the first, um, uh, Sam and Twitch did it on spawn. Remember those detectives yeah, in spawn yeah. and they had that series. That's right. kind of what this reminded me of a little bit. Uh, except you're only following two characters, two detectives basically in that one. Yeah. I think that the, I, I, I think the hardest thing for me when reading this was going like, which one is that again? Yeah. Right. Cause they're just, I mean like a bunch he, I mean, Look, the art, the uh, art, the art doesn't help in that either. Not like the art is bad, but as far as how people are drawn, it doesn't help in determining which detectives, detectives are which. No, detectives. It, like detect, like here's the thing: superheroes wear costumes, so you can tell them apart. Yeah. But detectives are all wearing a shirt and a tie, so sometimes it's like, what does their hair look like? And so, I, I mean, he does a decent enough job. Is like you know, there's the older, gruffer African American cop. There's the the like clean cut cop. There's yeah. the red haired cop. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, the mus the mustache. <laughs> yeah, which is which is you know the longer the this goes on, cop. then you have like a Fu Manchu mustache. <laughs> you have right. chest chest hair cop. Uh, that cop always weird. wears a bolo tie. <laughs> Acne scar cop, <laughs> aka Bill Murray cop. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree with that. It is a little bit. That, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's because you can't wear uh, superhero costumes. Right. Um, so I'll tell you, starting off, what I what one of the things I really liked about this uh, trade, at least volume one, is you get these you follow like the, the day shift and the night shift, um, and I really do like how it's episodic, but it's not like single issue episodic. Like you get to stay with like, a crime and a story arc for two, three, sometimes four issues, uh, and then you move to a new crime and a new development. Um, and I think that was really neat. So yeah, it's there, like a I'm, bunch of little mini series. Yeah, you know? I'm sure if I continued to read on, there would be some mini mini episodes I really like, and some that I didn't. Like for example, there's two major ones uh, right now. The first one follows this officer named Driver who I- encounters Mr. Freeze, and his partner is killed by Mr. Freeze, and he has to deal with the ramifications, the emotional ramifications of dealing with a dead partner while trying trying to figure out this crime. And the second, right. the second one is Officer Montoya. Yeah, yeah, Montoya, who is I actually recognize from Batman books. I didn't. Rec- I'm sure all these officers have appeared. Well, in Montoya, she wasn't. She, her, and Bullock were in the animated series. Yes, well, Bullock's Bullock's the most famous GCPD, yeah. and he's yeah. not even in this book. He's only mentioned. Um, and uh, the second one was her. Uh, dealing, of course, with a crime, but she's also was coming out, which was kind of big in 2002 for you know uh-huh. a major comic book character uh and she she is uh kind of being extorted um by a mobster and and has come out and then two faces involved 
So which one of those of those two storylines did you like? Did you like most? And we'll talk about that first. You know, I really did. I really did enjoy that very first arc. And I think just because it's this, it feels like this fresh take, right? Like I really did enjoy, you know, it seems like, oh, it's just the cop story, right? Here we are. We're just doing this. And I thought that two pages, that first reveal is great, mm-hmm. right? Like you get the the page turn, you see the gun at the bottom of it. And then the page turn is Mr. Freeze and Mr. Freeze kills a dude, right? Right. And, and very brutally too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like shattered rips his ear, like busts his ear off and then shatter. I thought it was a really good, I thought that one was really interesting because I I think it dealt with like, how do police officers. And I think that's what all of this is about, right? The bigger overarching thing is like, how do police officers, your job is to be a police officer. And how can you do that when you're dealing with like meta humans and you're dealing with like, super villains and and what's that like to know that you know like you don't just have to worry about getting shot you have to worry about being frozen and you know busted into chunks you know yeah, what i yeah, mean it's hard enough for cops to deal with just like regular human criminals who have guns right. and knives and all that shit but i also on that same point what i really think they did really well is they really put in perspective when when mr freeze fights batman um there's many takes on that. There's been serious ones, goofy ones, but it always comes across as the stakes are relatively low for Batman and, and because he's usually fighting them solo or the part of the Bat family. But right. when it's a human cop, you all of a sudden, when Mr. Freeze hits someone with a freeze ray, when he does that in a Batman book, you're like, oh, he's, that guy will fall out or whatever it is. But in this book, you realize, oh, yeah, you're fucking dead. Like you, right. your, 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 your whole innards are frozen and you're, you know, you've lost your family, your friends are going to miss you. There's, you know, there's the stakes at this human level of GCPD, uh, really come across as more dire than they do in a regular Batman book. Right. Right. And I, you know, I also, I did, you know, both stories are really good. I like this idea of like the, the washed up villain, Right. And, the you know, the firebug guy and um, just all of these little bits and pieces of it, like the guy who's looking for the, you know, the batarang. And I I think the coolest thing about this is um, I really like I like Lark's art because uh, it reminds me of a couple different artists that I think probably, you know, we read Aja doing uh, uh, Hawkeye, you know, Aja and guests. It's got some emphasis. It reminds me of uh, Batman Year One. It reminds me of you know th- I really, but I really like I really like seeing everybody's take on Bat characters, right? Yeah. Because the because because they're so iconic that when you get to do your own little tweak on them, that's something pretty cool. I really did like his uh, his Killer Croc. Yes, there's the like the Croc was really good. Yeah. There's one I quick like, scene. I like, like Two Face as well. It. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just think that that's one of the funnest parts of a Batman book is seeing how someone takes them on and and does their spin on. I mean, that's part of the reason why Long Halloween is so good, right? Yeah. Like you get to see, you get to see, Everyone. you know, everyone's like his take on it, and same or thing. Hush like too. I mean, but it's wait, like, I don't love Jim Lee, but yeah, yeah. Like, but you could see Jim Lee's take. You on get it. to see him. Yeah, you yeah. get to see him do everything. Jeff Lowe, you know? the other one, yeah. Um, yeah, and and then it, what's his name? Uh, um. Oh man, what's the Sean Murphy on a white yeah. knight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sean Murphy on White Knight. Uh and then Capullo when when yeah, him and so when... many great artists do Batman. That's the that's the know, best thing man. about reading any Batman book, man, is his <laughs> iconic characters. It's like and going to a convention and asking an artist to draw, like, hey, I want to see your two face, you know, but like you get to see it a different artist. I mean, how many people have drawn Batman? Like there's right, hundreds, right. if not thousands. But I feel like now, like if you look back at like old older Batman comics, there was like there's sort of a stock way that you do some of these characters. Yeah. But I think now it's essentially like, well, it's my book. I'm going to make him. I'm going to do my take on it, and I'm going to get to I'm going to draw him the way I want to draw yeah, him. Actually, you know, I, I think that that I think that uh, ripples out into uh, a lot of titles, all like uh, from the, yeah. the two major houses. Is that the uh, to to their credit, they're giving creators. Uh, maybe they're following that whole kind of Netflix model of just giving creators carte blanche to do what they want with their characters. Right. As long as it fits like the moral code of the character and they're not, you know, stretching too far in the actual like depiction of gore or whatever it is. 
Right. So essentially we get we get three kind of big stories in here. Uh, the one with the firebug, or I, I can't remember if that's not his name, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, uh, it's firebug. It's called firebug. It's firebug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the one with firebug is kind of the middle story. Uh, not as high but stakes. It, it, I, think it, I, think as... It, I think it connects to driver's story because driver is still dealing with like, like, uh, that savior right. complex with Batman. And it's not until he confronts Batman at the end with the bat signal that it does his first arc really end. Right, right. Yeah. And then you get, you know, you get Montoya and her story about, about, you know, all that. I, I really did. I thought this was kind of a super, um, I thought it was a, a great take on Gotham, right? On, like I said, I was worried about reading what it's like to live in Batman's wake, mm-hmm. but I thought you've got two really good writers doing it, right? Yeah that concept of what happens in the in the the tertiary surroundings of it uh can be pretty I, I think it has potential to be bad but this is like two fantastic writers spending time with it and and really kind of using that procedural yeah. showed you know model and doing something cool with it well because they weren't scooping in the batman they were just dipping just dipping a little bit into right. Batman, you know? And I think that was smart because, like, me, if I'm, like, writing anything where I can use Batman as a character, I mean, the inclination is to, to use it as much as you can because, like, I get to write Batman. Right. Uh, but right. they – I mean, Batman only appears maybe in, like, eight panels in this entire volume one. Uh, yeah, he's not, he's not in a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, he, like, saves the kid from a burning building and, you know, there's just... Punches Two-Face in the face and then, you know, uh, comes to a bat signal. That's pretty much really it. Yeah. You know? He's not he's not in a whole lot. And, but but even when you get to see him, again, it's a good-looking Batman. I, yeah. There's just, like, uh, it's, it's, it's... I really dig, I really dug the sort of, uh, you know, Lark's art style throughout this. Um, but, I, you know, I thought it was... Like, oh, year one Batman a little bit. Right. Yeah. It's that. that, Yeah. 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 So I, you know, I really, um, I've been reading a ton of bat stuff. And so that was when I picked this up, I was reading just a bunch of like, here are the, here are the Batman stories. If you say Nightfall again, I'm going to come. No, I'm not. (laughs) I read, I read a bunch of other books too. So I read like Azarello's Batman. I read, uh, what other one was I read? I read like Batman and the outsiders. I was reading a, a handful of books and just like, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to check this one out. You know, I know Batman's not in it, in it, but I, you know, I, I, you were, you were yourself in, in Gotham. Yeah. Brew Baker made me do it. I, you know, I will say that, uh, I, th- like there was some of it in here, but I thought there'd be more of it is, um, Gotham as a character. Um, we see the police officers and the, we spent oh, a lot, yeah. we spent a lot of time in their department and in just various kind of obligatory, other apartments in Gotham. It's a lot of apartments work, you know, going on here. Um, it is a lot of like, I, I, drawing. I, I, I would have liked, I think maybe, maybe it happens later in later volumes is to get a little bit better sense of the city setup. Like really feel yeah. like, like, okay, you know how we talk about like, there's always the, a good map, the wars. Yeah. Yeah. The war. Exactly. I want a fantasy map at the beginning of every issue. <laughs> uh, I want to like, I want to know that like they did this in no man's land, no man's land. Uh, I reread the first uh, volume of no man's land um, on my way to the States in the summertime. And they set out a nice little map and they have, you know, the areas that have been taken right. over. So you have like Gotham war. And they did that in white night too, where Joker tries yeah. to get the poorest area up. And so I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that, you know, like um, just making up districts and like really kind of fleshing out the parts of the city. And maybe that happens in later volumes. I think this this ran for three years, I think roughly around 38 issues. Um, and I have volume two. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. I did grab after I read this one. I'm like, OK, I'm going to grab volume two. I just haven't read it yet. So I think by the time if you read all probably three volumes of this. I'm guessing there's probably three, um, maybe four. Then you probably have a better sense of it at the end, but I, I would have liked, I think that would have been a, a cool little thing to kind of get a little bit more uh, Google Mapsy about it, you know? Yeah, you know, I think you, we you look at other Batman books and the city of Gotham often plays like a really important role, right? Because Batman is often, he uses his surroundings, right? Or he broods somewhere. And so you get to see yeah. the, you get to see him brooding on a, rooftop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah rooftop and and then like there's always and then you know other batman like well he's in the tunnels he's using the tunnels to get where he needs to go right, he's, yeah 
the Batmobile can only go these places or, you know, he's got to use the Batcopter or whatever it is. And so you get to see Gotham in a different way. I did really like that this was super ground level. Oh, right. Yeah. By ground there, level, there, it means like you're in like four apartments and a couple of streets. <laughs> right. But I think I think that's interesting because I think you if you think of I agree with you, I would have liked a little more discussion about, oh, we're going to have to go to the wharfs and deal with this. Not or, the wharfs. You know, Babe. Right. <laughs> Babe, the wharfs. Everybody uh, boppity. So, no, see, I just turned into Andrew Dice Clay. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> that was like Andrew Dice Clay meets Cinderella's very godmother. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, a bit, but yeah. so I, you know, yeah, babe. Uh, that's so like I a, thought that's the, the perfect penguin casting should be Dennis Miller. Ooh, old Dennis, Dennis Miller, Miller might be playing a good, the penguin. Yeah. That might be a good penguin. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I would have liked to have seen. A little bit more of that. You're right. But I did really like, I mean, Batman, I mean, Batman is a detective, but recently a lot of Batman is not very ground level detective stuff, right? Yeah. Like it's, I mean, especially, especially if you look at Snyder's big run, right? You go like, oh, there's the court of owls and there's this history to it. And bat, you know, like this giant, thing that makes it so much you know the myth as opposed to being just on the ground and this is very like this is very like daredevil on the street very very kind of a gritty street level view of gotham and so part of me goes like well maybe you don't see the city as broadly because it really is on the ground and because it's a drama it very much takes place in the office right Right. but it but it feels to me like how this wasn't directly a television show. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. I know, like I know like Gotham cribs from it a little bit. Yeah. Cause it, but it, it's, I think Jim Gordon is the, was at least the three episodes I watched the first season was like the major character. So you're dealing with yeah. police crime to a large extent. Right. Um, but I, I want to, I want a Jim and Pam in this uh, Gotham. The Gotham <laughs> the GCPD office. That'd be great. A little romance. Who's Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> The guy with a mustache is Stanley. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I I I really enjoyed the story aspect of it. It wasn't anything too – wasn't hard to get through. I thought, you know, the, the three tales that are in there are really like one, that big long arc, and then the, the, the Montoya piece of it. I thought they were – I thought they were really good. I thought it did a really good job humanizing the people who surround, you know – the greatest detective ever. Right, right? yeah. And that noir sense where you're saying, I mean, the the first conflict, well, other than the Mr. Freeze, you know, ice and some dude, um, is that there's a missing girl. There's a, right. a, a young right. girl who goes missing and Detective Driver has to find this. Uh, and they do a really good job. I mean, if you were to take that storyline and put it into to, into like an NYPD blue or something like that, it would be a yeah. solid storyline. Like I, I, I didn't know how it was going to get solved when it started, I mean, it ends up getting solved the way all police procedurals get solved. You know, it's like the, the third person introduced or whatever it is, right. you know? So it wasn't <laughs> like, Whoa, you blew my mind. But if for the genre, I think this is a very good representation of that procedural genre. You could tell that, uh, yeah. Rucka and Brewbreaker were our, our fans of this, of the genre. Uh, and you have to remember this is in 2002. And right. I think that, the NCIS and the NYPD blues, those started getting popular, like what, like the late nineties. So this, now we've seen so many of those that everything is trite, but here, you know, I think the storylines are a little, were probably a little bit fresher when they came out than in 2019. Right. You know, I, but I, you know, I would also say that you could, it's impressive how wonderful that, genre plays in comic book form yeah right it is i i wasn't sure how well it would translate like i reading it i go okay it's a police procedural i get it but it it is such a it is such a very it translates very very well the only part that i think is tough is discerning who's who yes right kind of guiding getting which characters which and i'll also say this and this might this might get us into talking about art is yeah. uh, anytime we read something because we pick favorite panels i always kind of keep an eye out for favorite panels very tough right. to find a favorite panel in this book 
uh, because there's no, there aren't any really artistic panels in this book. Of course, you could argue all the panels are artistic because they are art on their own. But there, the art in here and the panel layout and the structure and what's in the panel is just very uh, serviceable to the story. There's not a lot of like beautiful reveals. Uh, I don't think, or like really dramatic. I don't think they're no. using panel layout or art for necessarily an emotional impact the way you would on certain other books use them. It's very much just like storyboard kind of almost style. Um, yeah, I, I would I would agree with you. I, and I think that comes in part because of the type of story it is too. Yeah. Um, I don't, did I'm you okay ever, with it. Was, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree with you. There, there. I, I really like the art in it. I think it's really good. I think it, the style, I think it fits yeah. the, the style fits the genre really well. Um, but you're right. There's nothing where you. There's nothing. There are very few panels that stand out. Jump out is something crazy or something that you're like, oh my god. I think it's just. I mean, it's a lot of like flat colors, a lot of nothing in the background. You know, a lot of like. Shadows. You can look through and it's a lot of like, yep, there's someone talking. There's another person talking. Yeah. There's two people talking that, you know what I mean? Like all in the foreground. That, yeah. Yeah. Right. But that's what this story is. And so I think, I think it was, I think it does a really, I think it does what it needs to do very well, but you're right. There's no like big action piece. None of that in it that that you know makes well, you go oh I read, man wow i read that um uh rucka and brubaker actually waited a year to start doing this because mark michael lark was busy and they really wanted michael lark for pencils on this like they, they really had an idea of what they wanted this to look like and they're like mark uh michael lark is the guy so they waited yeah. around in order to get him which is so this i think this book is very came out very much the way they wanted it to yeah and i you know what i can't i can't say that i i think the art i really did love what it looks like yeah but you're right there's no big pieces in there for you to like ooh and ah over no splash pages Although, or anything like that no, but i do think like there are there are a couple of these where if it were the black line drawings and you take the word bubbles out there are a couple of these where you're like well i could have that in my house that's kind of cool looking right it's not it's not anything flashy or anything like that but you know, there's like that two face reveal at the bottom of of, of a of a page. Uh, you know, when you when you see the other side of his face that first time, and the Batman um, stuff is really good. Like the Batman yeah, in here, you could put up easily. His Batman is very good. The Batman jumping out of the window with the kid—that's a really good yeah, panel. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a couple really good ones in there. What did you think of the? I mean, this is. I love a I, I love a yellow belt Batman. Right. I love this style of coloring. What did you what did you think of it? Like, this is my jam. I love when comic books are colored like this. When it's very when it's when I don't get the weird gradient, I get right. some good flat, you know. Yeah, this know is my guy. Yeah, it, it, my... it reminds me of like that Hawkeye book, the fraction Hawkeye book that we bring yeah. up a lot, that flat colors. I like it. I, I like it's something that I, I don't think I read a lot of. Uh, I don't think it was around really that much in the 90s, the flat art, the flat. No. Uh, colors uh but it's something that uh that i i've grown to enjoy uh i think i yeah i, I think the art matches this book very well i even see some uh steve dillon in here a little bit some panels remind me of steve dillon yeah yeah I, like some of the facial expressions yeah, yeah uh on this um as well um i'm trying to think so i I love the his Robin. I love how we have a Robin in here as well. I do, and you know, for like a second the there, like they like part of that first investigation is the girl was like she had uh, the girl that had gone missing had picked up like a batarang, right? You know, right. and they put they they throw that in there to kind of throw you off the scent. And then I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, okay, there's gonna be more Batman getting involved in here, and Batman's gonna feel bad for, but it doesn't like they take any. When they, when you think you're gonna steer when when you think in this book you're gonna steer headlong into Batman they always right. veer off the other way and I like right. that like part of me is like oh yeah I want to see more Batman but when I'm like well then I'll just read a Batman book so I like we right. talked about this before I like how they steer away from that and also for right. an IP man like if you want to make this a show you can I mean you could just rip it right from the book man all all like eight of these issues or six or eight of these issues. 
would make a nice individual hour long piece. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is seriously. It looks like it's written just for television, right? Like at like. Like I said, nothing's too explosive, nothing's too dynamic, nothing's too like huge and and, and and big. It's all very close. And I mean, even if you just look at the panel structure, uh, it's a lot of TV screen size panel structures. Right. You know what I mean? What, okay, so uh, let's let, let's let's uh, let's expand out here a little hypothetical. Yeah. If you could take um, any any universe, any character, any team, any individual character, um, what? ancillary thing to that character would you like to see made its own story does that make sense you understand what i'm saying like here we have yeah. gotham we're looking at the police or batman and the police around uh batman what do you think would be a cool ancillary story to a mainstream character or team you know i i i think it would be interesting like uh the mechanics in like a Star Wars hangar, right? Oh like, yeah, that would be like, dope. <laughs> That's great. Like they're all, you know, they've got to, they've got to fix the X wings. Like all this shit's going down. They're never going to be the ones to like. Because those things are always coming back in, busted up, man. They're like shit, right? man. Like, can you, can you, can we get one time you don't get a laser blast on this thing, right? And I know, I mean, I'm gonna guess you didn't watch the sci-fi Battlestar Galactica. No. But so, some of my favorite scenes in that Battlestar Galactic t- TV show are the guys that work in the hangar. Like the drama of like, I'm never going to fly the plane, but damn it, I have to make sure that they fly, right? Like there's there's something, I, I don't know. I, that, I think that would be interesting. Like it's, like the, the, uh, it's like the bartender of Deep Space Nine. Remember they had like a bartender on right? that show with the big yeah. ears? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was always listening to people's problems and gossiping yeah that would be that that's would be a good, good one. one you know like that's a if you could one. just follow and you just came out that top of your head too that was really good yeah 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 what do you what do you got uh what do you what would you well, wanna... I thought of the question because i because i felt like we were we were kind of we like we kind of talked about gotham but this is a good question i don't know and for this one i have to I have to reach a little bit uh, for this one like uh it's called xavier uh school for the gifted right, right. um and the I know some, I, I know some of the X Men like will teach a class, but for the, for my scenario, you'd have just real like union teachers at the school teaching them the basic stuff. Like yeah, like they have, English. Yeah, like they have, teaching English. Yeah, they have to know their powers, and so like Cyclops will help them out with that. Yeah. But as like Cyclops have a degree in like economics, no. So you got to have yeah. an a ancillary staff of just like union organized. I'm, I'm throwing in union for you, buddy. Uh, union organized <laughs> public school teachers who live at the mansion and teach classes during the day. <laughs> I think that would be fan. I think that's fantastic. I think that's a really good one. I was going to say the only thing, the only other thing that I think kind of compares to this is if you just followed around the, uh, the daily planet crew. Right. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Reporters. or the, I it's guess very similar to GCPD because they would right. do shenanigans all the time. So or if you want to go, or if you want to go like if you want to do the Marvel version of it, uh, the Daily Bugle. Could you do something? Right. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Because yeah, I like Daily, everything I like Daily in, Bugle better. I like Daily Bugle better because because everything takes place in New York, right? Yeah. And that's so I, like I mean, it's not just Spider Man who's there, but just right. think of, just think of how many times you'd be like, "What the hell's wrong with that Peter kid?" Right? Yeah, and, but then like you're kind of stuck with Superman only as your limited thing. But like in New yeah. York, I mean, all the Marvels character like you have Blade, like Blade's running around there and shit, you know? Right? Craven the Hunter comes in on a crate or something I, like that. Yeah, I'm gonna start writing my That's daily good. Bugle. That's uh, good. My daily Bugle comic book. Those are both really good, dude. The Star Wars <laughs> one and the Daily Bugle. Could you do anything with Lantern Corps? Could you do anything with Lantern Corps? Uh, it's not grounded yeah, I, enough. All the stuff wouldn't be grounded enough because it's already kind of outer space. Huh? Right. Well, it's Star Wars. In, is already in like space. That. Yeah, but Star Wars takes place on like, but no one has a magic ring that. Well, they have a a sword, but it's essentially just a sword, right? Right. Right. And the force is kind of magic, but I think the Green Lantern's just, I think Green Lantern, I, Grant Morrison is, is doing Green Lantern right now. And, and it's a little more like intergalactic cop right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're going to do Green Lantern, yeah, do yeah. hard boiled intergalactic cop Green Lantern, right? Like, just, yeah, yeah, that's true. What if you do worse, right? it's called the Shire and it's like a Melrose place, but it takes place in the Shire. <laughs> 
in the Hobbit. Like, no, but let's see, like, here's the thing in the actual, in the book, um, in Lord of the Rings, like no one in the Shire knows what's going on. They have no clue. <laughs> right. Like they all better. So it's just like, it's just like internal drama. <laughs> Someone milked my goat last night without my permission. I'm so angry. <laughs> uh, but to, to, to get back to this really quick. Um, let's, let's, let's wrap up our discussion. This one, I, I think we can both agree that, that we dug it. Uh, we did like the, the art on it. Uh, we both liked the story on it. If you were going to pick, I know you said it would be hard to pick a favorite panel. We had that discussion really quick, but what, what, what do you think your favorite panel would be? If you could, the pick one up? I was thinking about, um, is Batman crashing out the window with the kid in, in his hands. I don't really want to pick a Batman panel for a Gotham city central, but because I can't think of anything else, I'm going to go with, that's a really cool pick of Batman. You know, we've seen Batman crash out of a lot of stuff in the, in the history of Batman, but I think that one is really clean, real simple, uh, and gets yeah. that, that, that message of Batman across. Um, I do. I think if I was going to pick one, it comes, Freeze is good uh, too, it's going right? to, it's going to come from the first, it's going to come from the first book and it's essentially, uh, where's it at? I just saw it. Um, the freeze punching that dude with the yellow background is really sweet. Too. Yeah. The freeze punching him is really good, but there's page one 42. where it's, Oh, you know what? There's another good one that I think is really good. It's the same story. I'm going to go with this one on page 28. It's the, the truck driver who's frozen and he's got the icicle coming out of his yes, mouth. I remember reading that. Yeah. It's back in that, there. That's great. That's grotesque. That's a too. good one. And they show it twice, right? Like it ends one book and then it's like, it's well, like two pages. Well, that goes to what we're know. talking about where like real stakes involved here. It's not just like right. someone gets goofily frozen and you're like, Oh, okay. I guess they get better. You're like, no, like, yeah, that, that's that guy's dead. They, yeah. That guy's he's, totally dead. He's dead, dead. Uh, so here's what I'm asking you. Who do you recommend this to? Uh, anyone who likes NYPD blue, uh, I know. I think, I think, I, th I think there's, yes, it is a comic book, but it falls into a genre of, uh, police pr procedurals. So like even in the literature, there's those like, you know, detective novels right. and things like right. that. And people love that, you know, like people love the yeah. novels. And so it's like, oh man, I see you have a bunch of, uh, like these kind of mystery detective novels on your shelf. You know, it's a really good one on that in comics is, uh, Gotham city central. And I go, I know you're thinking, you're like, you're not a big Batman fan. It's fine. He's not in there very much. And it's very much just a bunch of like hard nosed detectives working cases. I do. I do like that. And I think I would even say like, if you, if you like, if you're a Batman fan, okay, go ahead. Yeah, if you like Pina Coladas and Batman, I would say like, this is a good, this is a good, like, and Batman. <laughs> that's my, uh, that's going to be my new, I'm gonna, when I karaoke that song, I'm going to turn it into that. If you like Pina Coladas and Batman. And read in Batman on the B. Can. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, I would say if you're a Batman fan and, you want to see a little bit more of what takes place around Batman. I think this is a really good look into it, but I think you're right. It's a really good, it's a good cop story, yeah. right? Like you've got these cops dealing with personal stakes, dealing with personal things, but then you get to sprinkle the absurdity of, of Batman. Yes. And like you said, Batman's stakes are never very high because he's Batman and he's not going to die. Right. Right. But any of these characters, they could die, right? Like, because once this comic's done, what does it matter? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, what is... true. The state, yeah, yeah. What is, yeah. So what is Detective... I mean, you always know Batman's gonna make it out. I, I feel like, uh, just from this first volume, I feel like the I feel like what's what's going to come into play is Bullock was mentioned a couple of times. Apparently, Bullock got let go for something, or like some... He was... Uh, investigated by like the police investigators. Uh, I feel like that's going to be, I feel like that was kind of like their overall arching. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes on. It's all about like what happened to Bullock. Is he going to come back until maybe he does come back and that kind of, and he, they need Bullock to, to solve like a larger case on there. I feel like they've kind of planted the seeds of that in the first volume, but I'm not yeah, sure. I, I can see, I, can, I, I can see how it would turn that way. I, I really, I, I think like, I think, but like I said, I think having these characters makes it real stakes, right? Because once that door got kicked open on that third page and someone died, you're like, oh, this isn't Batman, right? Like Batman's not going to get shot and killed on page two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And if he does, and if he does get shot and killed on page two, it, well, he wasn't really killed, right? 
Like he might get very injured, but he's he he'll be back. Yeah. 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 All right. You so you can't kill a Batman, but you can kill any of these. All these cops are flesh bags. Yeah. Right. So we got we got a couple minutes left, Travis. We got we got a little bit of time left, and so I I want to I want to I have been reading some more recent stuff. Uh, did you see that they are rebooting the X Men yet again? I heard it. I didn't know if it was so. Out yet. Yeah. So the first couple issues are out it's like weekly right now because they're doing and i thought people liked the the a lot i've heard a lot of good things about is it uncanny that's out right now that people were really liking it uncanny uh i think they're anyways well i think my guess is it comes down to like now they actually want to do the x-men since marvel owns all of the property rights again right mm. um and so i think i think um so uh hickman's writing it Okay. So well, east he's of got west, a lot of time now, right? Like <laughs> east of west, Hickman. Uh, yeah. You know, like uh, you know, what's the other one that he did? That was a uh, Manhattan Projects. You know, like I. So there's two you books like out Hickman. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like I Hickman do love Hickman. Yeah. I at House of X. You like Hickman. You like Hickman more than you like the X Men. Oh yeah, that's the only reason I'm reading. Yeah. I wouldn't be like they got me to read it because Hickman's writing yeah. it. And I'm going, okay, well, I'll I'll check it out. And and plus, like, I loved X-Men as a kid, but I fell off just like everybody else does. And it got too complicated to get back on. Yeah. Right? But I feel like this is the freshest start yeah. because they're like – because uh, Marvel's like, yeah, no, we're this is the new event. These, right. you know, these issues are going to take us into this new thing that we're going to do. And with Hickman, not only is it a new start, but it's, it's a fre- theoretically a fre- fresh take because I don't think Hickman cannot be Hickman. I don't think Hickman can oh, be absorbed def- into a house style writer. This is very, this is very Hickman esque, right? Yeah. So I would tell you to check it out. You can. I mean, the problem is that it, they're pretty expensive issues right now. Weekly, they're like four ninety nine or five ninety nine, something like yeah. that. It's House of X and Power of Ten are the are the two are the two that are running every other week right now. Storylines are those the titles of the books. Those are the, those are the those, these are so those are the event that's going to lead okay, into okay, gotcha. the X Men book got that's going to come got out. It, got it. So right now it's House of X and Power of Ten or Powers of Ten are the are the two books that are right are out that are the event that's going to lead us to it coming back, and it's batshit crazy enough where like they've built a homeland out of a plant a mutant plant, and there's portals that take them to this homeland and. Like they have their own place they're living. So they're separate from society on this island. And they've essentially like, we've got a cure for cancer. Do you want it? You got to let the X-Men do it. You got to let us go. Oh, okay. You can't hunt I us like anymore. That. I like that. So it's, 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 it's very interesting. It's a really cool sort of like, I'm digging it. And then it's got that Hickman sort of like design shit to it. Where like, here's a page where there's some weird geometric shapes. And I'm going to explain to you a bunch of stuff you should know. Right. Right. So the one book is very much right now it's happening. And the other book takes a, takes a look at like X-Men now, X-Men 10 years from now, a hundred years from now, a thousand years from now. Right. So it's like, what is the future? So it's like, yeah. So it's like, it's going like, it's going like, here's, (laughs) here are the X-Men a thousand years from now. Here's what's going on in the world um so it's it's a pretty and i would tell you if you were looking for something interesting to check out check out that the other thing that i'm reading that i'm reading right now is uh so uh snyder and capullo have a other worlds batman book out right now okay so it's like 10 issue type thing probably yeah yeah it's batman and joker's head in a in a in a glass jar and the head talks so it's like in the future it's like a clone of batman and he has joker's head i mean a that's jar. a good that's a good team up man i mean capullo's are alone is gonna be worth it to flip yeah. through and, and it's it's it it's super goofy been like a weird super weird goofy, way babe. It's, babe, like, it's super weird it's like the goof troop super babe. weird um yeah. so i have you did you watch the boys i have not watched the boys yeah. it's on amazon right yeah i watched the boys uh and then i'm like you know what? i never read garth and the boys so i picked up the first i never volume. read it i picked up the first volume read through it um, it, it deviates from the, um, the series quite a bit. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the structure is all there. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's, I mean, it's very Annis, uh, like yeah. very like preacher. If you like preacher, you're gonna like the boys, but it was one of those things where, you know, to maybe kind of cap off the episode today is 
don't be afraid to go back, man. Like, don't be afraid to go back and pick up some of these runs. I mean, there's so much good stuff that just I just yeah. left on the road in my comic book thing. And I love Ennis. I knew he did the boys. Boys is this long series. I've, I've heard about him. It's just something that I just never picked up. And yeah. I read it. And I'm like, oh, I sh- if I had read this 10 years ago, it would have been like my favorite, one of my favorite books, you know? Like, uh, yeah. And it, it, it was really neat kind of uh, visiting uh, that and it got me excited for like, man, every every time I think I've read everything major in comics, like something else will <laughs> come one up. More thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, our last episode about Animal Man, I'm on Animal Man Volume 3 right now. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm like, okay, I'm going to finish this this Grant Morrison run in it. I'm going to, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. want to, and it gets super weird, and it gets super, like, uh, Final Crisis yeah, stuff. Yeah, I feel like and- that's like taking a Spanish class for fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I I dig it. I, like, it's, interesting to see, it's interesting to see how how you how he does it. Yeah, right. Yeah, a little bit of a, a master's class. Yeah, on you're, how you're, you... you're yeah, you're really into that. You're like uh like you're like okay, this isn't like necessarily popcorn reading. It's it's work, but like I dig it, and I'm, I want to see like right. Like I want to see, see the payoff, right? Because yeah, yeah. he's with this whole like how does a good writer how does a writer like this deal with the um this invasion thing and the you know how do you deal with that as a you know as a as a writer like him so it's interesting i think i'm gonna do that for alan moore swamp thing the one that we started i would like to see how he does that um yeah i do a volume two of that one i haven't started that one i've got a couple i got a five hour five hour Volume two is a five-hour beautiful hour. cover on that on yeah. that swamp thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think uh, we we haven't talked about what we're going to do next, so we're not going to talk about it on air, so you don't get excited about something we don't do. But I will say maybe 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 we'll look for something. We've done a couple like older things. Um, I have I actually have like a list of old things I want to read. Like uh, like I want to I want to talk about like you know like Fantastic. I want to read like the first like ten Fantastic Four. Yeah. I want to read Astro City like a, a first volume. But I feel like maybe we should take a step back and find something that has just come out on trade recently within the last couple of months uh, yeah, and, and check that out. So I'll explore and Josh will explore and yeah. and. One that looks ridiculous. It's like uh, War Eagle or something like that. It's like a metal album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Just something new that that like yeah. you can yeah. um, you can pick up and read along with us. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. You know that you can find all of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, uh, but you can also find them archived on the website, www.comicexposure.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash comic exposure and on Twitter at comic exposure uh, for all of your tweet needs. Uh, and Boys and squirrels, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Travis and I get to talk comic books at least once every other week because of the show. Maybe you listen, maybe you don't. Maybe it's just he and I talking to the universe at large. But have a fantastic, fantastic time, guys. And we'll see you next trade, babe. Babe. (laughs) 